0: Vegas takes over, Smith comes out to the neutral zone, Feels right, so fires, he
1: scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com.
0: Smith to so 4-2 Golden Knights.
1: This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and
0: Ryan Wallace. Welcome in, Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios, Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Ooh! Being joined today by special guest co-host, the voice of the Henderson Silver Knights, Brian McCormick. Hey, Brian. Um, how, how did this morning go for you?
1: Well, when I woke up to this morning to the Simone Biles news, I figured that was going to kind of rule the day. And then about halfway into my ride into work, I realized that was not going to be the case. So uh, <laughs> definitely a, a momentous VGK news day and one that fans are no doubt passionate about. Uh, but a, uh, as, as Kelly McCrimmon mentioned, and I'm sure we'll touch on as the night, as the afternoon goes along, uh, not an easy decision, but one that was a, a hockey move that he felt it was time for the organization to make.
0: So, in in really getting to the the meat and potatoes of today's episode, we're getting into the big news of the day coming out of the Vegas Golden Knights, and that is the fact that Mark Andre Fleury has been traded to the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for Michael Hakkarainen. Now, in that press conference with Kelly McCrimmon, and we're going to get to some of that audio a little bit later on in the program, hour number two likely for that, uh, it it doesn't appear that Hakkarainen is really going to fit into the plans for the Golden Knights moving forward. uh, But that being said, it is a deal in which Marc-Andre Fleury is traded to Chicago, the Blackhawks taking on the full seven million dollars in salary and before we take your calls because we're we're interested in your opinion on this one uh, hopefully respectful (sighs) in terms of language used on your opinions but we do want to talk to you we do want to get that temperature um i I think it's worth noting because i've i've seen this a lot throughout the day in that it's the golden knights moving on moving mark andre Fleury for nothing and in a flat cap world gaining cap space is not nothing and I think that that's something that needs to be understood in in respect to the move of Marc-Andre Fleury you are gaining cap space you are gaining an ability to improve your team up front and what's the one thing we've said throughout last year's playoff run in the bubble throughout this year's playoff run uh, that fell short against the Montreal Canadiens the Golden Knights goaltending wasn't their issue it was always depth scoring. And
1: as as you mentioned, Ryan, the the cap space is obviously the reason this deal is done. Yep. Uh, and also Kelly McCrimmon mentioned as well, and it's it's worth uh, understanding that there was a lot of cap space tied up in two goaltenders, uh, both of whom did the job, and Marc-Andre Fleury especially so, because he won a Vezina. But at Marc-Andre Fleury's age, he was not the goaltender of the future for that much longer. You know, just age is is age. It, within a few years, in any event, they were going to have to find who the next guy was. And at 30 years old, I believe, Robin Leonard is that guy, the way his contract is set up as well. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon said, from the moment the expansion draft happened, we were thinking like, okay, what's our next step going to be? They felt that now is the time to make that, that move and free themselves up to do more things. That's worthwhile. And when you focus on the cap space element of it, Ryan, and this is what, what jumped out to me, Uh, I know there was some discussion earlier today, like, okay, they they got Mikhail Hakkarainen, who is an AHL slash ECHL player in the Chicago system the last two years. Uh, It was not about about return, right? This was about uh, salary cap space. But think of some of the other trades we saw this past week. And this made me think back to some of the frustration you saw from other fan bases. If you follow Ranger fans on Twitter, they were not blown away by the Pavel Butchnevich return. If you look <laughs> at uh, Sabre's Twitter, although they did very well in the rasmus Ristolainen deal, they did not get tremendous return back for Sam Reinhart from Florida, strangely enough. Uh, Arizona's done a bunch of deals this week where they've basically just taken on headaches with draft picks for nothing in exchange they've almost been acting like they're the ones in the middle of an expansion draft the reason i say all that is for anyone in these deals with the exception of maybe philadelphia it doesn't seem like there's a great trade market out there for anybody right now yeah the jack eichel trade this uh talks this past weekend there were times where we thought was going to happen on draft day and that just kind of fizzled into nope they're asking prices ridiculous the point being is you know the most important thing in this flurry trade as as you know frustrating as it is for fans i do know i understand this was absolutely about getting some cap space breathing room and giving yourself the opportunity should you need to, to to be able to do something else and address other areas on the roster and the fact that there that the return didn't knock anyone down it wasn't about the return and you see a lot of teams right now in this strange financial offseason we're having making deals Seattle's draft uh, expansion draft included making deals that are very very focused on cap space and less so on what comes back the other way
0: yeah I, I think that's a, a great point just in terms of, of what you need uh, to, to kind of put the right context on this deal is for the Golden Knights and you know y- you look at it for for the, re- the majority of last season you have to be able to field a team at full strength night in and night out. And I think what this trade ultimately ends up allowing the Golden Knights to do, it allows them to, I I would assume, re-sign Alec Martinez. It allows them to go out and maybe add another couple of pieces, and it's going to give them cap breathing room throughout the regular season and potentially an ability to add something at the trade deadline. And for a team that was so cap-strapped, and, and, and for a team that had to play shorthanded in key pivotal games throughout the season, I think that that's just something you, you need to have in your back pocket. You need to have the ability to be flexible. It's hard. I understand from an emotional standpoint, fans today waking up to that news or hearing that news for the first time, it's jarring and it hurts, and I understand that. But when you really peel back the layers financially, this decision makes a lot of sense for the Golden Knights moving forward.
1: And I, I think we also will recognize, too, that Marc-Andre Fleury, last year winning a Vezina, having a remarkable season. You know, the the fact that this hurts fans now and that it's, it's, it's like you said, jarring news, part of it also is I think Marc-Andre Fleury kind of defied the clock a little bit, too. You know, he, yeah. not many goaltenders have their best season at the age of 37. So, you know, when you look at the trajectory and the plan of how this was going to work out with Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard uh, being co-number ones last year and then Marc-Andre Fleury becoming the, you know, a one to Robin Leonard's 1A, um, you know, it's a good problem to have. But one of the reasons fans are so frustrated right now is because I think Marc-Andre Fleury changed the narrative on what this decision was supposed to look like a year ago.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great point, Brian. Now it's time to hear from you. 702-876-1340 is the number. We decided that it makes the most sense today to open up the phone line so that we can hear from you. 702-876-1340. If you'd like to call in and give us your opinion of the Marc-Andre Fleury trade, if you'd like to talk about your favorite Marc-Andre Fleury moments, whatever you want to get into, now it's your time. I, I think that... In terms of of what Fleury meant to this city, what he meant to this organization, what he meant to this Vegas Golden Knights team, it's hard to measure, right? Because you instantly gained credibility as a franchise by selecting Marc-Andre Fleury in the expansion draft, by allowing him to kind of be that face of the franchise. So in a lot of ways, this is something that... You know, inevitably, you knew was going to happen, but I think that you know, attachments being what they are, it's it's a hard day to stomach as a fan.
1: And, and I think all that, all the more, Ryan, it, that is a, a hat tip to what Mark Andre Fleury did here, uh, yeah. not just in terms of per, of performance, but consistency. Uh, calmness really the, the the calming presence he was in this organization in terms of, of the reliability you know th- there's people reacting to Marc-Andre Fleury's trade today uh, very very passionately and emotionally yeah. the way in other markets you respond to a player who is dealt away after 15 seasons Marc-Andre Fleury was here for four, for four seasons important seasons he played a monumental role um, but it's, it's still in the grand scheme of things. It's a relatively short window of time, uh, and for him to have the connection with the fan base that he does have, I think, is again, it's commendable for him. Uh, the impact he made in, what, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's the entirety of the history of the Vegas Golden Knights, but if you take a step back, it's four years where one player, uh, in the second stop of his career even, uh, did something very, very significant.
0: Let's head out to the phone lines and bring in Rita. Rita, how you doing?
1: Not worth a damn.
2: Oh, I know you've got all the logical answers. Today's not a really good day for fans to be logical. We just want to be sure. pissed. Mm-hmm. That's it. I know. Sally's got big deal. We're picking up 7000000 uh, 7 million. got to pick up another goaltender now. Evidently, AHL is not good enough for they use Logan Thompson. So, what are they going to do? Spend a million or two on another goaltender? Okay, now we're down to five million. Where's this big fish we're going to get with five million dollars? I'm sorry, it it just all pisses me off.
1: Rita, Rita, that's that's your your. There's a reason the phone lines are open. This is, the, this is the time <laughs> to air out the, the grievances. And you're not wrong because, as Kelly McCrimmon mentioned, they're going to need to bring in an experienced backup because this is a team that is in win-now mode. So you want to bring in someone you know can carry a, a, a true backup workload. Um, and as, as Kelly McCrimmon also said, you know, people presumed, oh, well, maybe it has something to do with the, the center position. He says, well, inside the organization, we seem a lot less worried about the people outside the organization. And I bring this up because you say, well, where's the big fish for $5 million? It's a good question. It's a very good question.
2: Yeah, Flexi- mean, flexibility talking, might be what that I mean, $5 million offers. The party's not even cold yet, and they're talking about Deneau being already being traded to us uh, on Twitter. Evidently, uh, Twitter is where you get your information nowadays. <laughs>
0: Yeah, You know, Rita, thank thank you for the call, and, and to, to kind of get into a little bit of that discussion on the backup goalie, because yeah. I, I think a lot of people assume that if there was a move to be made, Logan Thompson would be the guy to kind of uh, join the big club and assume that backup role. Now, I think that you need to try to season Logan Thompson a little bit more. We're talking about a player that has not had any real NHL action just yet, and for a team that that is a Stanley cup contender as the golden Knights are expecting to be next year. You're going to need to, I, in my opinion, bring in someone that has carried a load in the NHL before with, with the news that Braden Holpe is, is being bought out by the Vancouver Canucks. Is it, potential for the Golden Knights to swoop in and get him on a very, very cheap deal? Perhaps. It's possible. I I don't think the Golden Knights are going to have to spend too much money on a backup goaltender that's proven at the NHL level, and I don't know that this is... A situation where I'm expecting a big, big fish. I'm just expecting a team to go out there and have flexibility to make moves if they see fit, which is something they didn't have the ability to do before today.
1: Flexibility, absolutely. And as you mentioned, there's there's going to be experienced goaltenders available. Um, Logan Thompson had a tremendous AHL season last year, a almost historic AHL season last year. But it's it's worth noting that he did that when he was in the ECHL for the entire year prior. Uh, It was a shortened AHL season and not a full campaign. That takes nothing away, but the point is if you're going to give him the reins to be your backup, in which case also that's going to be limited playing time probably, You know, is that the best thing for his development? But also, you know, is that a fair position to put him in where he has nine minutes of NHL experience and you're going to put him in a a backup situation where uh, he's going to be asked to do a real NHL workload? Probably not fair for him and not the, the best laid plan from a VGK perspective when there are going to be guys out there uh, you mentioned Brayden Holpe was just bought out. Uh, this is not a name VGK fans probably want to hear historically, but just <laughs> just just running down the list of names, that's all I'm doing, but Martin Jones was just bought out. Guys who guys who could take on a true backup role, and because they were bought out, come at a, a, a very, very low number compared to what they ordinarily would be. Again, I'm just reading the phone book here. No one come after me for saying Martin Jones. I'm just saying he's out there. Uh, I, I believe Curtis McElaney, who's been a very, very dependable career backup uh in one of two cups with tampa bay i believe he's a free agent the point is th- there are good legitimate affordable backup options out there and-, and vgk will uh will explore that um none of that does anything to make anyone feel better about the news that they got this morning but it does go- it's going to offer uh flexibility and-, and again sometimes as kelly mccrimmon said he- his job is a tough one and he has to make really hard decisions it's not it's not fun to to have to pull the trigger on deals like we saw today and, and as fans are upset about it understandable and that's why we're here we want to hear from you um but there there should be affordable next steps for the team to take that doesn't occupy too too much of what uh, was freed up with Marc-Andre Fleury's trade today
0: getting back to the phone line 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us let's bring in JD JD how you doing today
2: good how are you guys doing
0: Not doing all right.
2: Uh, I think the biggest problem is you go back to, you know, Gerard Gallant getting fired and then bringing in our biggest rival coach, Pete DeBoer. Uh, Pete DeBoer seemed to favor Panda. Um, And and it's always seemed like Flurry has been trying to fight this battle of getting back to that position. And the organization organization wanting to push Leonard up to a position where he was the number one guy. And he has all the pressure in the world on his shoulders now because there's not Flurry to to fall back on. And getting rid of Flurry, you know, it it seems like the fans, every favorite player that they've had in the four years we've been going is, they've been letting go of the guys that the fans have been favorite of. And you want to say about, like, ticket prices and, you know, our tickets are one of the top five most expensive in the NHL. So the fans do provide a lot for this organization and it just seems like to the fans, you keep throwing the middle finger to us over and over and over and it's, it just wears on you until all the misfits are gone and you have a whole new roster of players, you're going to keep dealing with this over and over and over of who the fans really love and adore and who they wrapped around that year one, especially with October 1 and you had, you know, on the stage at the uh, expansion draft, flurry was there walking out. Until all the players are gone, you're going to deal with this every year.
0: You know, JD, I do have a question for you, just in terms of that, because I, I think that the the under the, the the frustration is certainly understandable, especially when you become attached to players when you are when you have your favorites. But uh, the the question that I would ask is, in terms of this team right now today, or even the team last year do you do you at least sit back and say that that you believe this front office is trying to improve the team on the ice in order to win games because in terms of this business the the bottom line is are you going to win are you going to lose and i think that for the golden knights the the objective here is to win a stanley cup
2: i agree the goal is to win a stanley cup i think flurry being as good as he long as long as he did really messed up the plans long-term, and I think they're trying to push uh, Leonard into that role, um, and I think this frees them up to be that guy. I mean, we signed uh, Flurry to come on at $7 million. We re-signed him, and then the following year, you go sign Robin Leonard for $5 million. It made no sense. I think they thought they were on a downfall. They, they would give Flurry a couple years, and then we we're ultimately going to do what we did, and he went and won the draft, and he proved. And the fans want, you know, Flurry. You, you go to a game. I'm sure you guys go to the game. I go to the game. I've had season tickets this whole time. You go to the game, Everybody in the stadium loves Flurry. You don't hear the cheers for Panda. You, I mean, people respect him and they like him. But he honestly is not on the level of Mark Andre Flurry, and he's gonna really have to prove himself to the fans to earn the respect of the fans because. Robin Leonard is a great goalie in net. He doesn't move left or right. He doesn't move side to side. If you get him going left or right, he doesn't make that exceptional in-the-moment save that Fleury has done over and over in his career. When you need Flurry, Flurry's not unbeatable. He's going to give up goals. But when he's in net and you need that save, he's proven to do it. Leonard hasn't. Leonard's the worst goalie in shootout history. He has a lot to prove, and if
1: he doesn't, it's going to fall on McKinnon. So, JD, let me—I I, I want to ask you as well. And again, thank you for that, because this is a good call. I'm, I'm <laughs> curious. It's so easy to re- to remember things in two week chunks. We all we all have recency bias. I want to know yeah. uh, honestly your perspective. I remember us having the conversation in February, March, and this is in a year where Robin Leonard was was on the shelf quite a bit. But I remember talking with Ryan, and he was saying, "Hey, you going to the postseason? Do you go with Flurry, and or, or Leonard as your number one?" And I think we decided Flurry, but it wasn't that much of a chasm. Did you feel midway through this season that there was a stark chasm between the two?
2: The big difference that I saw, for Andre is Flurry
1: Uh.
0: Sorry about that, J.D. It looks like your phone cut out, but, you know, I – I think that that's an interesting point you bring up, Brian, and we're going to get to, to more calls here in just a second, but in terms of the differences between Marc-Andre Fleury and, and Robin Leonard, stylistically, yes, there are differences, but in terms of their ability to get the job done, I don't think that the difference is that great between the two. Yes, Marc-Andre Fleury's got the more decorated resume. He's a future Hall of Famer, first ballot in my opinion. He won a Vesna. He's a three-time Stanley Cup champion, but I, I think when you look back at Robin Leonard's career objectively, you're going to notice that he's a pretty damn good goalie. And, and that's something that I, I think is kind of lost in this because there's so much emotion tied to Marc-Andre Fleury.
1: And and this is where, again, when you just think of it, nobody, nobody on our phone lines right now wants to think about this. In a cost-benefit analysis way, as Rita was saying, and she's right. It's it's not yes. that's not the only yeah. way the lens to look at these things through. Sometimes these things just hurt, you know. Uh, n- not to to directly compare the two, or uh, this is just off the top of my head, so it's it's not the best example. But I'll just say, you know, Wayne Gretzky was traded twice, and mm-hmm. the yep. fan base losing him wasn't happy about it either time. And we can make an argument whether or not it was the right decision for Edmonton and LA to do it, but it <laughs> happened. Right yeah. now. If you look if unless you think the chasm is significantly huge between the two. You know, and there was a lot of talk this off season that VGK was going to move on from one of the goaltenders. There was no absolute certainty of who it was going to be, you know, so it's not this is not an easy decision by any means. But if you look at the age gap between them. If you look at what it cost trade asset wise to Chicago to bring Robin Leonard to Vegas and where he is on the age spectrum You can understand why they felt that was the horse they were going to have to back going forward for the longest benefit. Otherwise, you're probably moving forward with Marc-Andre Fleury at his age, despite a phenomenal season he was coming off of in a year to year situation where not only is there a lot of money tied up in the goaltending position, but you also have two guys who have been number ones and believe they're number ones sharing the same you know, sharing the same workload and as well as everyone handled that, as great as everyone's attitude was towards that, you know, that's that's a hard thing to commit to long term and that's and worth uh, acknowledging.
0: Absolutely 100%. Brian, let's head back out to the phone line 702-876-1340 if you'd like to join us. Let's bring in Mike. Mike, how you doing?
1: Hey,
3: guys. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, just thinking about uh, the trade, um, I don't see Leonard being the guy that's going to win a Stanley Cup. I think there was a lot of deficiencies in the lineup as far as scoring and the power play. And somebody like Fleury, I think, brought us into the playoffs. You know, you can call it his athleticism or his, you know, dynamic playing style, but I just don't see Leonard being the guy that's going to carry the team. Um, in terms of,
0: it, hold on, in terms of deficiencies, what specifically are you are you looking at?
3: I don't think his career numbers stack up. I don't think his durability stacks up. You know, you did see he was injured for quite a bit this season, especially at the end of the year. And, mm-hmm. you know, to me it's kind of like well, trading it just, Tom Brady. Well,
0: just Leonard was injured at the beginning of the year with a concussion. He did deal with a, a couple of things uh, late in the year, but not anything that, that really – prevented him from playing games so and just in terms of the career numbers career for for robin leonard he's a career 918 save percentage goalie uh and just about a 2.69 goals against average so from from a career number standpoint robin leonard is a a an above average to to pushing elite goaltender in this league so i'm not sure that that really um really factors into it now I, I do think when you look at this, Robin Leonard's a, a very good goaltender. The, the fact that the Golden Knights brought him in to try to strengthen the position should matter. It should mean something. When looking at how he is kind of fit in, I think stylistically it's different. And maybe that, that tends to to make you view his positioning or, or the way that he plays the game um, as, as maybe not as active as Marc-Andre Fleury. But in terms of making the saves, there's not a whole lot... Um, that, that really separates Marc-Andre Fleury from Robin Leonard right now at this stage in terms of making saves. And Mike,
1: Mike, can I ask you a question? It's, uh, again, just let's, let's uh, juxtapose two uh, emotional days, okay? Uh, and let's, Marc-Andre Fleury had a, a phenomenal season. We can also consider that Hall of Famer as he is, expecting to replicate last season next season is not automatic. But let's, let me just ask, ask you this. Today is a day where a lot of VGK fans are disappointed, upset, and have a right to feel that way. We agree? Yeah. Okay. Certainly. How did you feel when the Golden Knights inserted Robin Leonard for a must-win Game 6? Did you feel the same way that day as you feel today, or did you that morning say, we need a shakeup, we need something to change, this is the right move to make?
3: Uh, I would have stuck with Fleury, personally.
1: Okay, and that's, and that's what I, mean, I wonder.
3: And, you know, I, I feel like he's the guy that carried the team, you know, almost across the finish line. Um, you know, and you guys are hockey professionals, so, I mean, I respect your opinion, but um, I just don't see the type of attitude from the team when Leonard's on the ice. I feel like the team plays harder when Flurry's in net. And I think that that's, you know, there's something to be said about that. But you talk about Flurry's age, and, you know, it's kind of like, to me, trading Tom Brady. You know, the guy was 40 years old, and he takes the team to the Super Bowl. So, there there is some life left in Flurry. And, you know, again, like the last caller said, you're paying $200 a game to go see the Golden Knights. You want to go see a team that you appreciate and you feel connected to. For me to take my family to a game, it costs over $1,000, not even counting the $16 Bud Lights. So it's, it's a lot for the fans to put out just to go to one game. And the season ticket holders are paying $20,000 twenty to forty thousand dollars a season. That's a lot of money. So you know, just from the goalie standpoint, in my opinion, I don't think Leonard is the guy that can that can win the Stanley Cup for the Golden Knights. And I think a lot of fans would probably rather lose with Flurry. You know, if if that's the case. I think Leonard is an above average goalie, I would agree with you. But I don't mm-hmm. think he's the elite goalie that's gonna win the Stanley Cup.
0: So right, thank, you. This thank you thank you
3: trade really makes it makes it even more of a, a dire must win situation in my in my view for the team.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point to, to end on. Thanks for the call Mike. I I, I do view this year and, and I think every year now for the Golden Knights as must win when you announce yourself as a stanley cup contender when you are making deals to try to improve your team as much as possible especially when you when you make a move in trading mark andre fleury it sets up urgency for the following season so i i don't know that that's really anything new for the golden knights um but you know one thing that you touched on mike that i think is important uh, in terms of Viewing the team as a team you have a connection to. I understand the point that you're making there. And I think that today, uh, that's that's absolutely where you should be as a fan. I understand the emotional tie to Marc-Andre Fleury, what he's meant to this team, what he's meant to this city, what he's meant to this organization. Um, I, I do, though, wonder if if in, in terms of your, your point of whether or not fans would rather lose games or or win games. Like if you go to a game,
1: yeah. are
0: you are you viewing that game as, oh great, I get to see this player or that player and I don't really care about the outcome or are you invested in what the outcome is? That that's a question I'm interested in and in getting more information on.
1: And and Ryan, that's that's you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm just thinking of the conversation at the time. That's why I asked him about game six in the Montreal series because when yeah. they before game six it was very much a discussion of you know, does Robin Leonard come in? Is that the the change you need to make? And Robin Leonard played very well in Game Six, um, and if 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 Michael if Mike was right, and I, he's right for him, I believe yeah. him. But if if it was a larger, broader consensus that they'd rather lose than win, depending on who's between the pipes, I remember there being a fairly sizable vocal portion of the fan base that thought Leonard for Game Six was the the right thing to do, and Leonard was very good in Game Six. Um, yeah. my point being, again, just, just for the sake of recency bias, again, don't, like Rita said, she's absolutely right. We don't need to rationalize this between our ears. This is a day where fans are upset. They have every right to be, and they need to to vent that. That's that's all authentic and real and true. But the, uh, the idea that Robin Leonard was uh, not a worthy other end of the equation in this debate between the two, I think we feel a little differently if we just go back to who we were in the middle of June. Uh, when Robin Leonard was was playing good hockey and was seen as perhaps being the key to to solving the Montreal series, there's a reason they went back to him multiple times.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. Let's sneak in one more call before we take our first break. This hour belongs to you. It's all your calls, 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Chris. Chris, how you doing?
4: Hey, guys. I appreciate you taking the calls today because it's been a tough day on both angry about it and excited about it. If we get a good player either in free agency or a future trade, we've got to wait to see if that shoe drops tomorrow or in the next few days. But I want to at least discuss how the golden Knights have gone about it. Um, I think the position of whether Flurry didn't know or what the breakdown is between him and the organization is somewhere in the middle of both of their camps, whether we're talking Alan Walsh, or McPhee and McCrimmon, the truth probably lies somewhere in between. But the Golden Knights are the ones who have to worry about the reputation even more here. They're getting a national reputation of being cold-blooded going for the win. Going for the win is great, but you've got the national reporters from ESPN, like Greg Wyszynski or, or Pierre Lebrun from The Athletic, talking about Vegas being cold-blooded in these situations, and that's going to cost the Golden Knights down the line. Whether it's UFA's demanding full no-move clauses or more money to to get that out of the contract, that's stuff that the Golden Knights are going to uh, need to address down the way if they don't win. And, and it's, we're in a it's a win-now situation for this management, and and it needs to be that way for the next year maybe two depends on how far they go. So that's how I'm feeling about it. Like I'm concerned that they're getting very cold blooded. And then on top of that, if they bring in Martin Jones, I, I may be out.
0: I may be out. <laughs> uh, all right, Chris, um, to bring you off of that ledge here for just a second. Um, that's just Brian reading the, 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 the white just read things, the phone okay? book. So <laughs> I, I don't know that you have to worry so much about Martin Jones, but kind of to your first point, and thank you for the call. Uh, i I think that it's it's an interesting one because this is always going to be a destination if you are, if you're an unrestricted free agent, you have the ability to play in Vegas if this is a place you want to be I think you understand that the business in and of itself is inherently cold-blooded you have, you have stories of players being traded on their wedding days. You have stories of players being traded in very, very different ways, on inopportune ways. And that is something these players do sign up for to play in this league. I understand that, that we'd like it to be a little bit um, neater at times. But the fact of the matter is, this is a business, it is a high-stakes business, and I think all the players to a point understand that.
1: And I think, and Kelly McCrimmon touched on this a little bit today, one of the reasons why there seems to be a disjointed timeline is, and Frank Saravelli demonstrated this beautifully on Expansion Draft Day, things get out so early now. There's these reporters who are saying, uh, you know, attaching adjectives to an organization. Well, they're the ones ferreting it out and getting it out there ahead of the timeline, which they have. It's their job. They have every right to do. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, Kelly McCrimmon said in his uh, availability today, he said that was out there before we had even done the trade call and you're not going right. to talk to the player before the trade call because if it falls through at the last minute well how do you how do you tell someone they're out of town and then 20 minutes call back and say actually things didn't go the way we planned and now you've got that uh, uncomfortable situation but um you know i I, th- I think uh it's one of the things that's been so unique for Vegas is that for any trade or any move that they make Nobody wants to leave Vegas. You know, right, it's right. every now and then you have a player. Well, I'm looking for a new opportunity. I'm looking for a new playing, uh, more playing time, things like that. It's they, they're looking for a window for the most part. And as Kelly McCrimmon described it, he and Marc Andre Fleury had talked multiple times over the last couple of months. There were recently, as a couple of weeks ago, about the potential of, of a move and and Chicago specifically. You know, it's not going to be a, go- a good phone call whenever it whenever it comes. So. You know, I can't think we we can think of of any example of a player who's been traded away, and I might just be overlooking, but I can't think of any great example of someone who was moving and was like, well, good. I was someone will give me a bigger opportunity somewhere else. No, the the team has been a lot of the same bodies for the last couple of years. They've done a lot of winning together, and they want to be part of seeing it through. And when they're not able to do so, it's. It's upsetting and frustrating. It's frustrating for the fans and for the players, and then you just hear a lot of people frustrated. But those are the same trades that bring in a Max Pacioretty and bring in a, a Mark Stone, and you know that that's where where Kelly McCrimmon says it's it's not the fun part of the job. And nope. you know you're absolutely right when you say that it's a win now window, but that's because it really is a win now window, and that's that's the way it's it's being treated. So 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 much is going to be uh, is going to come out in the actual hockey that's played, and we'll see what decisions were right and which ones were were, uh, wrong. But, you know, I think the reputation VGK has is because from the moment they came in, from their inception, in the expansion draft, surprising to some and not others, they were a competitive team immediately, which means they didn't get to go through the rebuilding phase of bringing in the pieces and working their way up to the top. They were at the top immediately. And when you're at the top immediately and you're making deals to make your team better still – everyone's gonna gonna hurt on some level and that's just the unfortunate phase of, of being in that win now window
0: and here we are uh, halfway through your venting session 702-876-1340 <laughs> is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break get your calls in now our number one belongs to you Mark andre Fleury traded to the Chicago Blackhawks today by the Vegas Golden Knights we're back with your reaction next on Fox Sports Las Vegas <laughs>
1: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM.
0: VGK Insider Show rolling along here on a Tuesday afternoon, big Tuesday afternoon ahead of NHL free agency opening tomorrow morning but the big news here today is that the golden knights have traded mark andre Fleury to the chicago blackhawks Fleury one year left on his deal seven million dollars the chicago blackhawks take on the entirety of the salary which frees up a lot of cal, uh, cap space for the vegas golden knights heading into the offseason and next season that all being said today it's about you today we want to hear your thoughts, your opinions. It is a venting session of sorts for you to kind of compartmentalize your feelings about the Marc-Andre Fleury trade. 702 is the number. If you'd like to join us here, let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephen. Stephen, how you doing?
5: Uh, morning, gentlemen. I'd like to say it's a good morning, but when you wake up, 30 seconds before the show goes to air and very quickly find out what happened while you were sleeping overnight. And yeah, waking up to this is not a, uh, Well, I don't think it's possible to have a good morning after that. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Robin Leonard. I've defended Robin Leonard and I'm very excited to see what Robin Leonard can do with it now being his net and, Essentially, completely his net. But I mean, you know, I'm when this whole thing is over and lockdown's over and I can actually travel again. You know, I'm not going to get the chance to see Flurry play in a Golden Knights uniform in T-Mobile Arena, and and that and that makes me sad. It, it really wow. does. But you know, I I get it from a business standpoint. You know, seven million dollars, one year left on the deal, and it's a year that didn't have to be there, and we can go back and. Blame the front office for for extending him that extra year that put them in this situation instead of being able to maybe get him at say four million this year. But you know, at the end of the day, the head office, sorry, front office thinks they found found a good solution. And you know, if this is a solution, so be it. I'm very interested to see who they bring in in the backup role. Um, you know th- this sucks. At the end of the day, this sucks. But it's not like it's not like we've traded Flurry and we've gone out and got a you know a nine and a below nine hundred save percentage goal. We've got one of the best goalies in the league for the last few years. And yes, he's been traded around a little bit. But you know sometimes you just don't find the right fit in a city, regardless of how good of a goalie you are. And I think that. Lena's finally found his fit, and as long as he stays healthy, I think that this is going to be his net for as long as he wants it. Um, you know, the previous caller before the break said, you know, I I think the fans would rather lose with Flurry, and I think he stopped himself short of saying, rather than win with Lena." and if that's where that Caller was going to go, and where other fans are going. Then I'm sorry, you're absolute idiots. If you would rather lose with Flurry than win with Leonard, just because of how much you love Flurry, then you're an idiot. You're not a fan of the team. You're a fan of a player. And I'm sorry, but that that's an NBA sort of mentality where you follow LeBron, you follow Harden, you follow Chris Paul, you follow Kevin Durant because you're fans of the player. Like the NHL is a team. There's a reason that the reason that super teams don't exist in the NHL is because it is a team sport and you need the entire team to win. And, you know, like I, I know I'm only a new fan. I've only been around for a few years and, you know, I have the golden Knights to thank for that, but you know, I, I don't, I don't want to see this team. I don't want to see. I don't want to see fans actively wanting the team to fail just because the front office got rid of flurry. That's, that's completely wrong to me. Um, and uh, the, the one thing I'm glad I haven't seen this morning in my brief scroll through Twitter is I'm glad I haven't seen any very poor mental health takes on Robin Leonard where it's like, oh, he needs to stop. Yeah. You know, we don't need yeah. Leonard because of mental... If you have any sort of take like that, you are an absolute moron. And I, you know, I don't I don't want to put depression on anyone or any any sort of mental issues like that, but you should have to go through that for 24 hours of your life and you can see exactly exactly how much that hurts a person. And so someone who lives with a ton of mental issues, you know, I, I wouldn't wish that on anyone, but if that's a take you have, then, you know, I just wish you could actually see what it's like on the outside and maybe you wouldn't make such a bad take like that if those takes are actually existing this morning. Sorry, I'm getting emotional now, so.
0: <sighs> <laughs> no, uh, Stephen, Stephen, thank you for the call. And, and I think that your point is, is well taken in in terms of understanding where uh, that line is. It, it's it's 100% within a fan's right to be emotional and upset about this trade. I, I get it. The emotional attachment to Mark Andre Fleury is a strong one, and it's not just here in Vegas. It's it was in Pittsburgh when he was there because he's such a good person, and everyone really does feel. That way about marc Andre Fleury, but the fact of the matter is that is not licensed to take out those frustrations on uh, on the player that's still here in Robin Leonard. This is a player that is very very good and a player that's going to to be very good for a long time. So I understand the the frustration. I understand being upset, uh, but this is this is not. The, it, it, Robin Leonard is the type of player that I think you look at and you say, post-expansion, this is the guy that's going to lead us, and, and I think the Golden Knights sought out their next goalie and got it in Robin Leonard.
1: And, you know, Stephen, this is a very, very, in many ways, a very mature call because you called it really the way you see it, is, you know what, today, today sucks, but if I take a step back, I see where they're going with it. In many ways, this was a Sophie's Choice, that fans were not going to feel 100% great about it either way. You know, and, and for fans that really wanted Flurry to stick around, completely understood. Um, mm-hmm. if you think about after the fact, just with Flurry's age, let's say it's two more seasons maybe, something of that nature. Leonard you've you've moved on from. Now you find yourself with no 100% certain heir apparent in waiting. There's a lot to be excited about with Logan Thompson, but there's still more to, to figure out and solidify in terms of the, uh, the, the future prospectus for, for him. He's, he's looking forward to having another knockout season to, to put a stamp on it. But at that point in a couple of years, now you're in a position where you don't know who your next goalie is. And if you look at the NHL as a whole, where we know they're hard to find. They're hard to find and they're hard to get right in a window where you. We've all said it. It's win now. This is the win now window. So again, as much as it hurts, as much as if Flurry stayed, there would there would be concerns about what happens after Flurry. Not an easy call, but this one is probably probably the sturdier foundation. To make plans going forward, and I'm sure that was a was a consideration when they did uh, make that decision. But for for Stephen, uh, h- hats off to you for understanding. You know what? It hurts. It's a bummer. And there was a logical reason to do it. If, if people aren't ready to, if people are more thinking with their hearts than their heads today, completely understood. And the way that others are thinking with their heads may not be right. There's there's yep. no 100 percent right or yep. wrong here. But <laughs> but good on Stephen that uh, he's he's able to to feel what he's feeling and take a step back and, and uh, have the, the, the pros and cons list argument.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're you're absolutely right. Steven is a, a caller that we get often on the postgame show. Uh, so thank you for your insights, Steven. I promise if you are on the phone lines right now, hang tight. We are going to get to all of your calls today. It's about you and your reaction to the Golden Knights trade of of Marc-Andre Fleury. We're back with more on the other side. It's the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.